Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. I am Karen Bhatia, and this is Ask the Experts. And thank you so much for joining me. We are gearing up for the Saturday, September 11th boxing event. It's on Triller. The main card is headlined by Evander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. That was originally supposed to be Oscar De La Hoya's comeback, but he tested positive for COVID. He's now recovering, and Evander Holyfield steps in. But the co-main event stays intact, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Two men, Tito Ortiz and the legend Anderson Silva. I was lucky enough to speak with both men, and you're going to hear it here. Their predictions for the fight, what we can expect. Both men are 46 years old, so we're also going to talk about uh, what's next for them in their careers, a look back at at the moments that they have had, and previewing this fight for Saturday. So without further ado, let's get into it. I am Karen Bhatia, lucky enough to be joined by Anderson Silva. Anderson, how are you doing right now? Good, my friend. How are you? Good, good, good. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're at the doctor's office right now. You're about to get checked up, so we're going to try to get as much in before you have to go. I uh, appreciate your time. I know it's fight week. So you are taking on Tito Ortiz. Uh, this is on the undercard of Vitor Belfort versus Evander Holyfield on Triller, Sunday, uh, excuse me, Saturday, uh, September 11th. Um, this is going to be a uh, stacked card with a lot of different personalities and names. So how did this fight with Tito Ortiz come together? Well, you know, that's the, the, the good fight come, you know, and I just training and I say in my, my gym and uh, the thriller call to my managers and say, you accept this fight? I say, yeah, I think that's interesting because Chita is a huge name in MMA. And um, of course the fight, transfer to Miami right now but uh here Tito have a great name and uh, this is my dream fight in here my my city LA but you know I'm I'm very excited for this fight I'm very excited I'm so happy you know and sorry for don't take my mask because I'm in a doctor uh uh a point and uh, I can't take off my mask no, no problem at all. And and as you said, the fight was originally supposed to be in Los Angeles. Oscar De La Hoya was going to be at the top of the card. Uh, he was he got unfortunately got COVID. Evander Holyfield came into the main event, and now it's moving yeah. to Florida. So your fight with Tito Ortiz. Um, how do you imagine this fight to to play out stylistically? You're both 46 years old. You're both six foot two. You have more professional boxing experience than he does he's never been in a professional boxing fight you just came off a win a split decision win against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr um how do you expect this fight to play out stylistically between you and Tito Ortiz well this fight is a fight you know is you need to stay ready for everything you know and I prepare my mind prepare my body training hard for this fight you know for me this fight is uh is my is my uh, passion, you know, and I try to do my best whole time when I go inside the ring or go inside the cage. And when I when I talking about where it's back to the fight, of course everybody training for a win, but fight is fight. It's hard to say, oh, 
I go win this or go do this or that, you know, fight is hard and I train hard for win, of course. And I actually spoke to Tito Ortiz about this fight. Um, he, he's obviously looking forward to this matchup as well. But the one thing he did say is he said he felt like he had respect for you, but he wasn't happy about coming down to 195 pounds. He said that shows that Anderson Silva is afraid of my power. Uh, there's a penalty if I go to a certain uh, weight. And therefore, he, in, in Tito's words, he says he's taking food out of my children's mouth. I would never do that to him. So he seemed upset about the weight. What are your thoughts on, on the catch weight of 195? pounds listen my brother i fight in mexico 182 you know i'm not big guy you know when i accept the fight i accept to one and uh, 180 one, 192 and uh the guy say oh tito can't take this weight and cut this weight and they say okay uh one 195 is off yeah, it's okay, and but that's not my decision, my coach's decision, because I just go to the gym and training to take the fight, you know. Uh, accept the weight, and uh, the question about the weight is uh, my coach doing that, you know. And I'm not a big guy. I'm not a heavyweight guy. It's not make sense for me to take the fight in a heavyweight, you know, it's especially because I fight in Mexico 182, it doesn't make sense, you know? Absolutely. No, it, it makes sense to find a middle point between what you've been fighting at and what he's Absolutely. been fighting at. And, and that's what you guys did at 195 pounds. When I spoke to Tito, he I asked him for his prediction. He said Anderson Silva will fall. That was his prediction. Um, on the record, what would your official prediction be against Tito Ortiz? Well, you know, I, I go do my best, you know, especially because uh, I need you – uh, uh, do my best for myself, not for prove nothing for anybody. And I go to fight and prove my respect for boxing community, continue respect uh, the story this sport has, you know, and uh, I'm so happy, you know, I'm lucky to have this opportunity again to fight and prove my respect for boxing work. And, and as we said, this is this is not your first time professional boxing. It's actually going to be your fourth professional fight. You just beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. earlier this year. He was the younger man. Uh, he has only been doing boxing. You were in MMA for so long, so it was it was a big win for you. Um, what was what was your key to victory that night against Chavez Jr. and and how did it feel to have your arm raised in, in a professional boxing match against an, an opponent of that caliber? Wow, you know, I'm I'm so so happy, you know, because uh, my coach working hard with me, you know, and uh, I need to say thank you for the Chavez family, you know. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is amazing man and uh, uh, is amazing fighter, you know, and is it the legend, you know? And I give and I take the opportunity to fight in the same car with. Your father is you no, know, and it's a dream for me, you know, fight in the same car for Julio Cesar Chavez and fight with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., you know. And uh, I love Mexico. I love uh, the people in Mexico. The people respect me a lot in uh, uh, the, the Chavez family, too, you know. And um, I'm so happy, you know. I'm so happy because I'm working hard for this fight. I'm working hard and I take my focus for one thing, prove my respect for boxing community, you know,
Absolutely. You, you were able to do that. It's obvious that you're training hard because you were able to beat a younger active fighter or fairly active fighter, I should say. Uh, I know that you're not looking ahead of Tito Ortiz, um, but there, there have been other names mentioned that you've been linked to for future matchups. Um, is there anyone that, that you have in your mind that, that is someone that you want to fight? I know Roy Jones's name has been mentioned many times. You just fought Chavez Jr. I wonder if Chavez Sr. could ever be in the picture. Any, anyone you want to fight in, in boxing in the future? Uh, now my folks is only in this fight and after, before day after day, I go check it out for the new, the new challenge. But right now my focus is only this fight for Cheater Cheese. I signed the contract with, uh, the company, the trailer for, uh, three years and let's go see everything is possible. And so you, you've signed the contract with Triller. Uh, I know that in the past you said you are done with MMA, but, but you will do other combat sports, boxing, jiu-jitsu. Um, do you think the next few years you would stick to only boxing or, or is it going to be different forms of combat? Oh, maybe I fight in jiu-jitsu. Maybe I fight in kickboxing. I don't know, but I'm open for uh, challenge myself. You know, I love fighting, you know, and I go do my best. I promise. You've had such a such a great career, uh, so many years as a champion at the the highest level. Um, when you look back at, at your great career, um, is there anything that that you would have done differently? Any regrets you had when you look back at, at your great career? Well, you know, I I think everything I I I pass in my career, every single moment I pass in my career is so special for me. And when I, people ask me, you have a chance for do everything, you do everything again? I say, yes, of course. You know, I don't, I don't change nothing because every single moment in my life, in the sport, combat sport, I have amazing experience and I, I prove how much I love the fight world. You know, yeah. and uh, I think we'll wrap it up soon because it sounds like you have you have to go. Um, yeah. What would be what would be your your final message to to your fans, your supporters who are going to be tuning in on September 11th to see you take on Tito Ortiz? Wow, I need to say thank you so much for my whole fans and the world, my fans here in LA, and. Um, Every single moment when I wake up in the morning and go to the gym for training, I just try to do my best for prove my respect for every single person watching me and show you how much you can do anything in your life when you have a passion, when you love. You know, fight is my air. And I try to challenge myself Every single day and every single day, I try to do my best for proof for everybody. It's possible when you love. You have a dream, working hard, stay in focus and make something for yourself, you know. You're still following your passion. You're still challenging yourself at a high level. Your, your, next, your next stop on that journey is Tito Ortiz, September 11th on Triller. Anderson Silva, thank you so much for the time and, and best of luck this weekend. 
Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for all fans. And thank you for you for giving the opportunity for talk to you. Thank you so much. God bless you. And that was the legend, Anderson Silva. He only had a few minutes. He was going into a doctor's appointment. I appreciate his time there. And now let's look at the other side of the coin. His opponent, Tito Ortiz. I am Karin Batia speaking with Tito Ortiz. He's, of course, taking on Anderson Silva on September 11th, the undercard of Oscar De La Hoya and Vitor Belfort. My man, Tito, how are you doing? Doing really good, man. Just uh, my last little hard week. Next week is a complete week of cutting weight. Um, excited. Very excited for the fight. And we know that you've been fighting professionally since 1997, uh, but a lot of it, of course, was in mixed martial arts. This is your first professional boxing match. So why did you decide to go into boxing? Well, you know, I've been competing in mixed martial arts for such a long time, and I've always been a huge fan of boxing. Um, and I've watched Triller just expand and explode the uh, market of boxing now for the last uh, four or two and a half years. I just, it's really put boxing where it needed to be, um, make it exciting, make it entertaining. And why not? Against Anderson Silva, one of the best mixed martial artists ever, who's boxed against uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and beats him. It's a, it's a fight that uh, I've always wanted. Um, I love boxing. I've been boxing over the last, you know, gosh, 20 years, but seriously over the last, you know, 78 years. But uh, let's give me a shot. Give me a chance. Give me a try. I got a puncher's chance. Let's have some fun doing it and entertain the fans uh, that love to watch me fight. Absolutely. And how did this fight even come together? We know that you have the relationship with Oscar, who's headlining the card, and he put together Golden Boy MMA, which, which featured you. Um, how did this matchup with Silva even come together? Well, actually, uh, Trilla reached out to me. Uh, I don't think Oscar had anything to do with it. Uh, it was just one of those things that they want to get another legend to fight a legend. And this is not a legend fighting uh, um, YouTuber. This is a fighter fighting a fighter. And Anderson is a boxer, of course, but I got some boxing skills and I got a little bit of my sleeve and we're going to show it on September 11th. But they came to me and, you know, they respect the value. They respect uh, my skills and I'm going to go in and put on a show. And you mentioned your opponent, Anderson Silva's last fight was in the boxing ring against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Um, it was probably surprising because even though Chavez Jr. has had his issues, he has been boxing for a long time. He is a professional boxer sticking to that discipline. And Silva, of course, the, the older man, was able to get the victory. Did you watch that fight? And, and what were your thoughts? Um, I watched the fight about 30 times now. Uh, I look for just... Uh, Points of contact, uh, you know, reactions, uh, how the first round started, how the last round ended, uh, the combinations, uh, this footwork, the feints. So a lot of, you know, a lot of homework had to be done with that fight um, because I got to do the same thing on September 11th. But you got to understand, uh, nothing against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., but he's truly a 165-pound fighter. He's not a 180-pound fighter. Um, he's not even a, a cruiserweight. He's, he's a smaller guy who really didn't want to put in the work to cut the weight to be the champion that he was when he did get down to 165 or 154 or whatever he fought out when he fought uh, Canelo. But can't take nothing away from uh, Anderson Silva because he put on a great show. He showed that he was fast. He showed that uh, he could throw more than one punch. Um, 
and his footwork was amazing. But at the same time, I don't think uh, Julio really punches as hard as I'm going to punch Anderson. So I think there's going to be a big difference there. You know, my size difference, I'm the same height as Anderson at 6'2". Um, I'll be coming in about, you know, 195. That's the weight that I'm supposed to be making. Um, but we'll, we'll see how low I can get my weight down right now. I walk around about uh, 215. So I got a little bit of weight, a little bit of weight to cut, but that's been normal through my whole career. I've always had about 20 pounds to cut through my career. Um, it's just, I've always cut weight. That's just a part of my life. It's been a part of my life since a sophomore in high school through my college careers, wrestling all the way through my mixed martial arts career of 24 years. I've always cut anywhere from 25 to 20 pounds to make weight. And that's just to get my weight or my body down to perfect shape, perfect fight shape. And uh, that's where I'm at. And that's what I'm looking forward to. So when I look at those fights over and over and over and over again, I just look for uh, little details, little mistakes, little small things that I can hopefully capitalize on in the fight. And once again, Anderson's a great boxer. But once again, I don't think he's ever fought anybody like me. And you mentioned the weight, and I wanted to ask you about that. For a long time, you campaigned at 205 pounds. I believe you had a, a fight recently at 210 pounds as a catch weight. Um, you are going to have to get down to 195 pounds catch weight for this fight versus Silva. We, we know you're 46 years old, and, and obviously uh, it's, it's harder to cut weight as, as you do get older. Are any concerns about getting down to 195? Um. Harder to cut weight as I'm older. Who told you that? Do you cut weight? I don't. I don't. I'm just, just what I've heard. This is what the people speculate on is when you get older, it's harder to cut weight. As the people get older, they get lazier. If you get lazier, yes, it's going to be harder to cut weight. I'm not lazy. I refuse to be lazy. I eat clean. I train hard. Um, I put in a four-mile run seven days a week. I watch my diet. I eat super, super clean. Um, it's torture. It's uh, discipline. It is dedication. It is determination of your mind of what you're able to put your body through. And people use the excuse of saying you're older and that's your excuse. That's a bad excuse. That's a horrible excuse. That shows that you're lazy. I'm not lazy. I'm a person who's a workhorse. I've always been a workhorse. It's the mentality they have in your mind. How old you think you are is what you are. Um, I've had major surgeries through my life and I should be where I am right now, but I'm still doing it because I believe in myself. I believe in my abilities as an athlete to come in and compete against another man at my highest level. I'm not looking for any excuse saying, well, I'm old, so I can't do it. Bullshit. I refuse to do that. I refuse that thought. I refuse that mentality because I will not be a victim of society of saying you're old and you can't do it. Bullshit. I'm going to do it until I say, you know what? I look in the mirror, Tito, it's time. And right now that time is far from far, far away from me. I, I feel young. I feel invigorated. My body feels great. I feel strong. I feel fast. And it's exciting. Um, cutting the weight will be easy. Actually, I got to have a great meal last night. You know, I got down to 215. I thought it was going to be a little longer than getting down to 215. And you can understand, I started at 240 a month and five days ago. And I was 215 yesterday. So I actually got to have a good, really, really good dinner. Um, woke up this morning, I was about 216 and a half. And I'm still light. That still feels like I'm really light. But the weight's coming off great because I'm doing the road work. I'm doing the extra work. I'm doing the weight cut or the, uh, the eating, the dieting. Um, I'm really sticking down to what I need to do to win this fight. And that's what's important to me. And speaking of the age, you're 46. So is Anderson Silva. You're both six foot two. Um, he's fought 
professionally in boxing three times. Now it's been scattered. There was one fight in 98, uh, one in 2005, and then more recently against Chavez Jr. This is your pro debut uh, in terms of boxing. How do you think stylistically uh, this fight versus Silva will play out? And do you think the fact that he's had professional boxing experience will help him in this fight? Um, I think the experience that he'll have in uh, boxing will help him a little bit uh, until I punch him in his face. Um, I got to touch him. That's it. I got to touch him with numbers and I got to push the force. I got to push the push forward and uh, make sure I'm bobbing and weaving and getting out of the way and just uh, working on my timing that I've been working on now for the last uh, month. And over the last 10 years, I've been sparring boxing for a long time. I mean, I spar with uh, professional boxers also. Um, that's just a part of MMA. you got to box. you got to spar. And that's one of the biggest things for this camp in general. I've sparred, been sparring now three times a week. I mean, you tell us the little black eye. I mean, we're scrapping in the gym three times a week. We put on the gloves and we box eight rounds three times a week. This is the first camp that I've had almost in my whole career that I've sparred so much. But I think it's just uh, being willing to take the timing, the uh, distance, and working on my distance. So working on my distance of punching, but at the same time working the head head movement angles uh, and firing to the body, firing to the head, and firing in numbers. And that's something that I've never been really to use, been able to use just because of mixed martial arts, where you're looking for knees, you're looking for kicks, you're looking for elbows. This is just two hands, so you really can get out of the way of both at the same time and fire off the line. Um, this is something that really gets me thinking when I'm sparring for in the fight in general, I could use these expertise uh, to hopefully finish the fight. And I'm just excited, man. I'm just excited. I'm going to be back in the ring and uh, for my first time as being a boxer, something that I've always looked up to as a kid. I mean, watching Muhammad Ali, you know, watching Hagler, watching Hearns, uh, watching Sugar Ray Leonard, watching Mike Tyson, watching Oscar De La Hoya, watching uh, Fernando Vargas. I mean, Tito Trinidad to Canelo to um, all these guys growing up as a kid. Now I'm competing at the same level they are. And it's exciting. It's, it's just a dream come true, man. I'm living this American dream and it's exciting. And I'm very thankful for uh, Triller for giving this opportunity. You're, you're certainly taking it seriously. Um, it sounds like training is, is, is going really well. In terms of your relationship with Anderson Silva, what, do you have a relationship on a personal level? Uh, what is your relationship like with Anderson Silva? What are your thoughts on him? Um, well, you know, I had a lot of respect for the guy, a lot of respect. Uh, I, I met him on a few occasions. It was just more of, how you doing, sir? Pleasure to meet you. How you doing? Good to see you, Anderson. How you doing? Good to see you, Anderson. And really no more than that. Um, when this fight was negotiated, I thought that, you know, 205 has always been my way that I've cut down to. Um, so let's make it, you know, 200. You know, his last fight, he fought uh, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. at 180. Um, he usually fights at 185. Julio Cesar Chavez usually fights at 165. So let's make that five pound difference. But he had to force and make it a, a 195, which shows that he's afraid of my power, which shows that he wants to get me light. Um, I've never been down to 195 since I've been, geez, uh, sophomore in college when I wrestled. I used to wrestle 190s. I mean, that was the last time I've been that low, but it took a lot of hard work to get down to that weight. So once again, it's a blessing in disguise for me, I think. Uh, to give me that light, that means I'm going to have to be in super good shape and I'm going to have to get down to that weight. So I lost a little respect when he made me do that because if I don't make the weight, if I come in at uh, 197, that's 10% of my purse. If I come in at 199, that's 20% of my purse. Now, if I come in at 200, that's 30% of my purse. 
And that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> Excuse my language, but that is a lot of money. Um, taking food out of my children's mouth. And I would never do that to him. Um, but that's the way he stands. And it just makes me that much more hungry. It makes me that much more uh, focused on my weight. That makes me that much more focused on what I need to do the night of the fight and finish him. We've seen fighters in the past, uh, I believe Floyd Mayweather versus Marquez, he came in a couple pounds heavy, paid the fee, um, but that was kind of part of his strategy. Um, there's been other fighters, Daniel Jacobs against uh, Triple G, he forfeited one of his belts so he didn't have to make a same-day weigh-in. And again, that that seemed to be strategic. It sounds like what you're saying is that's not your intention at all. Your, your plan is to get below 195 and not pay any penalty. Exactly. I mean, that's my goal. I mean, I... Once again, you got to understand, uh, we're coming off a pandemic where this is really affecting me and my family. I mean, I'm not a multi-multi-millionaire like, uh, like any of the big, big boxing fighters. Uh, I've worked hard to have what I have to live comfortably. I have uh, three boys that I take care of, uh, and I haven't worked in 18 months. Um, this isn't strictly about the money, but at the same day, I don't want money taken off the table. My children are out of their mouths, and that's what it's coming down to. So I'm going to have to sacrifice a little bit. And I get it. I understand it. But uh, this will be the beginning of it. Um, this will be the first of many fights, I hope. Um, I, I plan on fighting at least two or three more years. I, I plan on it. At least two more years. You know, I'm, I'm only 46. So I, I feel young. I feel invigorated. My body feels great. My mind feels right. My timing's great. Um, and I'm learning more and more each and every week that we are smart and that we are hitting mitts. Just a little, the fundamentals of boxing. Uh, people don't understand how sweet science it truly is. And it is. It, it takes a lot to generate power. It takes a lot to throw combinations. Um, and it takes a lot of, of, of head games to really bait people into the right ways of punching, to the right ways you want to throw a combination um, off their jab or off their straight left hand uh, and things that I've been focused on for this camp in general. I'm just... I'm excited and, and I'm good because it's, it's given me a challenge in life. Uh, this is a challenge to me. I love challenges. I love when my back's pressed against the wall because I fight the best at those opportunities. And this opportunity will happen on September 11th. You're certainly challenging yourself. So on the record, September 11th versus Anderson Silva, your official prediction would be what? My official prediction would be an exciting fight and Anderson falling in front of me. Um, that'll happen. You mentioned that you want to continue fighting after this fight, not to look ahead of Anderson Silva, but in your last three MMA fights, you were three and zero. After this fight, would you continue boxing or would you want to go back to MMA? What are you thinking? Um, whatever the best fights in front of me, you know, one of the biggest fights. I, I want to make it entertaining. You know, I I really just watched uh, other boxers uh, compete against guys who weren't super great, but it was an exciting fight. Um, it's time for entertainment now. I think people have been sitting in their homes long enough. I think they want to have entertaining fights in front of them, and I'll be willing to do that. Uh, whatever uh, Triller has an, an idea for my future, I would like to continue to talk with them because so far they've been an amazing uh, company to work with. And at the same time, uh, there's some big names out there to fight. You know, um, people talk about Paul Logan. I mean, I get on my feet at uh, Instagram at Tito Ortiz 1999 nonstop. People saying, you should be fighting Paul Logan. You should be fighting Paul Logan. I'm like, really? I mean, I am O and O. I mean, he is, uh, what, 2-1, and one, I think, or 2-0. Oh. That, that yeah, makes... uh, Jake Paul now 4-0. Oh. Um, uh-huh. Logan Paul, I believe, 1-1. One one, the loss to – actually, sorry. He had the loss to KSI, so 0-1. Oh and, um, and then the, the Mayweather fight was an exhibition. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like I say, once again, this is an entertainment value. Uh, let's have some fun. Um, let's just entertain the fans. I think that's what it's about. You know, once again, I'm not a, a pro boxer. 
I'm going to be. <laughs> it's funny just to say that because I know so many pro boxers that are really badasses, man, that are really, really tough. But I always have an opportunity. Um, I'm a fighter. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm a fighter. At the heart and the soul of myself, I'm a fighter. And I'll always be a fighter. So we'll see what happens in the future. I'm not looking past Anderson Silva. Not at all. I don't even think about opponent after. All I'm thinking about right now is uh, competing against Anderson. and get the best and show the best. And on September 11th, I'll do that. And there's been a lot of crossover recently between fighters from MMA going to boxing. Of course, Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather. More recently, Tyron Woodley fought Jake Paul. Have you? Did you watch those fights and see those guys that were uh, from the MMA background? Did you learn anything from their performance? And, and did you take anything from that? Um, yeah, of course. You know, and I, I go to uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor. I think the one thing that I learned on that is Conor threw a lot of punches. Um, he actually did really well for the first four rounds. You know, I put, um, I won a lot of money on that fight. I'm very thankful, um, for Floyd, uh, finish it before the 10 and a half rounds. I got the under on that one. I was very happy. Uh, but I think Connor really showed that he's a boxer and that was exciting to see, you know, once again, he got paid really good money for it. Um, financially, you don't have to worry about things for a long time. Um, and good for him. Um, not complete kudos to him. Don't want to take anything away from him. But uh, I watched a fight, Jake Paul and uh, Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley, if you'd have threw more punches, he would have won the fight. The only reason he lost the fight was because he didn't throw enough punches. And not even a factor of connecting with punches, but still, he lost the fight by not throwing enough punches. you got to throw by numbers. This is an MMA where you hit a guy with one punch and it's over. Only guy used to do things like that was Mike Tyson. Nowadays, it's throw by numbers. Throw by numbers and you win the fight. And that's what it's about. Um, this is boxing. And I understand it and I get it. And uh, I'll do the same thing. And headlining this card is Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, you, you were working with Oscar when you um, fought in Golden Boy MMA. Um, what are your thoughts on Oscar coming back? Uh, he hasn't fought since two, professionally since 2008 against Manny Pacquiao. Uh, what are your thoughts on Oscar coming back? And, and what do you think about his chances versus Vitor Belfort? Well, I think it's amazing. Once again, it's uh, the capacity that you're able to push yourself to a challenge. Oscar's doing this for himself. Plain, simple, said it. He's I'm doing this for myself because I want to do it. That's when it's a dangerous guy. That's when a guy does it because he's going to get up, he's going to do his run, and he's going to do his diet, and he's going to do his sparring, and he's going to do his mitt work, and do his bag work because he wants to. Not because his dad's telling him or his manager's telling him or the promoter's telling him. That's when you fall in love with the sport. That's what I've done through mixed martial arts through my long career. That's what I did doing now with boxing. I'm getting up and I'm loving to do it. Um, I'm doing it on my own terms. And that's what makes a guy very dangerous because when a guy's back pressing against the wall and he knows he has to perform, um, he's going to come out with his A skill. Um, now with Vito Belfort, he's a bigger guy. He's fast. He has great boxing skills. He's been boxing longer than me or Anderson. Um, you know, I, I know he was golden glove for uh, Brazil. Um, and he's a really, really good boxer. And he can throw, uh, throw punch combinations. He's always throw punch combinations in the UFC and in uh, Pride and all the other events he's competed in. He's always been a puncher. So I think this will be an exciting fight. Um, this fight is at 180 pounds. And I think he's going to be a little bit of a bigger fighter than what uh, Oscar expects. You know, Oscar's a little smaller guy. Um, speed, he's normally at 154, um, you know, heavy, 165. But uh, I think the weight's going to be a big difference here. You know, um, the speed is there. Vita Belfort has speed. But I show, I've seen Oscar hitting mitts, and damn, he has the same speed as he did when he was at 154. And does he have that extra power to have the punchy power behind it? So we'll see. I mean, 
he's Mexican. Mexican boxers always are the ones who are the punchers. And let's see if he can do the same thing with Vitor Belfort. But he does have his hands full. And I just expected an exciting fight and an entertaining fight uh, for all the fans to watch on pay-per-view. You fought Belfort back in UFC uh, 51 in, in 2005. Um, like you said, you're not looking ahead of Anderson Silva, but just in terms of future opponents, do you think the winner of De La Hoya versus Belfort could potentially maybe be a future opponent for you down the line? <laughs> I don't think my next time will get down to 195. They want to come up to 200, 100%. I'm down for anybody at 200 pounds. Uh, I, I was, once again, I was very frustrated with Anderson Silva of saying that I had to get down to 195. I've never done it. Um, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's a health risk. It's not really a health risk. It's just a sacrifice that I've never wanted to be willing to take. If you've got to understand when UFC made the weight class 200, 205 pounds, they made that because of me. I was the UFC champion. It used to be 199, uh, excuse me, 199.9. And when it was bought by the Fatias, they asked me, said, Tito, what would be a great weight for you to make? Because we want to put it in another weight class. I said, well, if you guys made it a 205, it would be perfect. Because, I mean, I walk around 215, 220, um, I can get down to 205. You know, not extremely hard because at the time I was making 189, it was hard. When I fought Frank Shamrock, when I fought uh, Vanderly Silva, when I fought Yuki Kondo, when I fought uh, uh, Rashad, or not Rashad Evans, uh, um, who was it? Uh, um, Evans, uh, one of the other uh, fighters. But at the same time, it was just getting down to that weight was, was a little difficult because I had a sacrifice. I couldn't lift weights as much as I normally could. And, um, and of course, I don't want to get super bulky, but it was just that, you know, long uh, muscle strength that I had to work on that it was just harder to cut the fat out of the weight, cut the water out of the weight at that time. So they made 205. But uh, for me to get down to uh, 195, it'll be difficult. It's a challenge. I love challenges in life, you know, and, and I think uh, this will be exciting for me. I just can't wait till it happens. And I know that you're not hanging it up anytime soon, but if you, when you do look back at your career, I mean, you've achieved so much. You're a Hall of Famer in the UFC and now challenging yourself with boxing on September 11th. Uh, when you look back at, at everything in your career, anything that you regret, anything that you would have done differently? Um, anything I would have done differently? No, I did, I did everything pretty much uh, the way I wanted to and the mentality I had at the time. Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, putting on the shirt and saying Dana's my bitch, I probably should have done that. That was one of the big ones I probably should have done. No, no. Um, I regret that. I think, uh, I guess uh, my stubbornness was in the way. <laughs> stubbornness and the association of the people that are around me were in my way. And I, that was, I think that's only one mistake, you know. That and I look back and, you know, I, I gave it my all. I, when I was in the UFC, I gave it my all. When I was in Bellator, I gave it my all. When I was in Combat the America, I gave it my all. And once again, when I'm here in Triller, I'm going to give it my all. I always give it my all, man. That way I look back and I have no regrets. And that's what's really important as an athlete uh, and as a fighter. People don't understand being a fighter is probably the loneliest sport in the world. Uh, just me and the other opponent. Uh, yes, we got trainers, but at the end of the day, we get inside the ring and we fight against each other and, we got it. Whatever we've done during camp, uh, we're going to do it in the ring. And what I've been doing in camp, I've been learning and progressing every single day and I'm just getting better and better. So in the ring, I'm going to have my hand raised and that's the most important thing. And of course, uh, everybody, if you guys want to get the pay-per-view or purchase tickets, you could text Tito to 75303. Uh, once again, that's text Tito to 75303. Uh, the pay-per-view, when you purchase it, you get it right from your cell phone, make it super, super easy. Um, and uh, hopefully I'll see everybody either at the Staples Center or live on pay-per-view. 
Absolutely. And just a, a few more questions for you before I let you go. Um, outside of the uh, ring or the cage, I know you have other interests. You're an avid poker player. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you, uh, see you on the felt sometime soon. You, you held a position at a Huntington Beach City Council. Um, just in terms of the things you've done uh, outside of, uh, of fighting, was in terms of politics, was that harder than you uh, would imagine? And is that something that you would do again in the future? It was completely worse than what I've ever experienced. I got to, to put my foot in a little bit of the deep state, I guess you can say. Um, ah, it was disgusting. Um, it's all about money and it's scary because I, I really just try to help Huntington Beach. Um, I care about Huntington Beach. I'm born and raised here in Huntington Beach and I try to help. And I was getting sideswiped left and right. Um, you know, a, a lot of things I was trying to do just to, give uh, appreciation to the police of Huntington Beach. I tried to make August uh, HBPD Appreciation Month and I got denied saying that it was uh, racist to have a black flag with the blue, blue line through the middle uh, raised at City Hall or uh, downtown by the pier. Now, for someone to say that and to not give respect and value um, and appreciation to the officers of Huntington Beach Police Department is disgusting. Um, I just shook my head and it was just one thing after another. I'm trying to help with the homeless here. Um, I try to get in uh, a group to come in and help us and do it for free to work with uh, the churches and so forth. Then all of a sudden they sideswiped me and they made up their own and threw me to the side and said, you're not a part of this. <laughs> I was getting sideswiped left and right. And then just saying lies about me of uh, I'm committing fraud. Um, then they put my children on television for not wearing a mask. Uh, it was, it was what I seen, what Trump went through. Um, and I mean, maybe not that harsh, but once again, I'm an honest man. I live an honest life. I try to teach my children right from wrong and to have integrity of everything they do. And these guys attacked me nonstop. So I had to walk away. Then I walked away and I got to see how politics truly are. I'm too honest. That's my problem. I'm too honest. And I will always tell the truth. And people will do things to make money. People will do things to get over on others, but they'll give up a little to take a little. I'm, I'm not the type of person. I'm always a person to give and to make sure everybody around me is happy and lives a happy life, lives a truthful life, lives an honest life and don't live in lies and, and fear and just disgusting stuff that, that I've been seeing. Um, and right now is the most uh, tragic times, I think, in America. And people don't realize it because they've been so comfortable. Um, people who have been from other countries who come here now, I see them all the time. And like, Tito, this, this happened in my country and it's happening now. And like I say, people say athletes should never talk about politics. Well, you can have LeBron James sit there and stand for Black Lives Matter. Um, but, you know, I'm standing for America and it's important. And I'll fight it on other terms. I'll fight it uh, other way than being on city council because city council, my hands are tied. But, you know, I'm, I'm a American. I'm a citizen of this country that's very proud of this country. And I'll always stand for my flag. Um, I'll respect our troops. I'll respect our um, law enforcement, fire department first responders, um, the ones who really give back to this country. I'm very thankful for it. And September 11th, the 20 year, um, I don't want to say even reunion or anniversary because that was a disgusting day, but uh, this is for all those families that lost those lives during uh, September 11th of 2001. It's uh, a hard time for America at that time, but we've been showed that we've been able to bounce back and it's time to bounce back again because right now we're, the most uh, separated I've ever seen the country ever in my lifetime. And I wish it never was like that because we need to treat others. Um, love thy neighbor, right? 
And I love that neighbor always. When I do my runs, I always say hi to every one of my neighbors. Some of them don't say hi and some of them do. But once again, the ones that don't say hi, I say, I hope you have a great day. And it's just being honest, being a good man. And that's what life's really about. That's what humanity is truly about. That God gives us this gift to be true, honest, respectable people towards each other. And that's humanity, man. That's how it should be. And uh, you mentioned September 11th. Just two more questions before I let you go. You are taking on Anderson Silva, as we've been talking about. If you look at the current betting odds, he's currently the favorite. You're currently the underdog. Do you feel disrespected at all that, that you're the underdog in this fight? No, not at all. Underdogs, people love to gamble. That's their choice. Um, I'm a gambling man myself. And once again, it's our choice. If you're going to gamble, gamble wisely. That's all I say is gamble wisely. Uh, I don't, I don't look at odds. I, if, if anything, in the back of my mind, I think of that as a little, little fire that throw a little gas on the fire and it's getting a little hotter and hotter and hotter and pushes me more during training. Um, I don't pay attention to that stuff. I really don't. The odds are for the people who love to, to gamble and uh, I'll sit back and do my job, get the fight done. I'm not a person to bet on myself. I, I just want to go out there and do my job and do the best I possibly can and entertain entertain that's my my that's my number one goal is to entertain and get get my hand raised i'm sure there's going to be a lot of money on bet all over this card um because of all the crossover matchups and and we're not sure exactly what's going to happen in these fights uh what would be your final message to your fans and your supporters uh to my fans and my supporters and even my haters uh thank you guys thank all of them um for the ones who boost me for the ones who you know lift me up uh when i do have hard times uh I'm giving my life and soul to this fight right now. Um, I eat, sleep, and train. That's it. That's all I do. Uh, I have an opportunity. I'm a big fisherman um, to go out fishing a lot. The fish are like wide open right now, big bluefin tuna. I love fishing, but I sacrifice my time right now. My time sacrifices for this fight. September 11th against Anderson Silva, I will be ready and I will put on a show. Um, this will be exciting. Um, I want to say thanks to all my fans. I just thank you very much. And once again, please uh, text Tito to 75303 to buy the pay-per-view. Um, that helps me financially. I'm very thankful for my fans, the opportunity to give back to me. I, um, I really will be thankful. And once again, I, I want to be thankful to Triller for giving me this opportunity. Um, half of thanks to Anderson for taking the fight after the negotiations are just ridiculous. I mean, they gave me a month to get ready, but it's fine. Um, I'm ready. I'll be ready to fight. And uh, September 11th, live on pay-per-view. Watch me destroy Anderson Silva. It's going to be exciting. Tito Ortiz is taking on Anderson Silva. It's the co-main event of Oscar De La Hoya and Vitor Belfort. It's on Triller, September 11th. Tito Ortiz, thank you so much. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. And for uh, all your listeners, if you guys want to follow me at Instagram at Tito Ortiz1999. Once again, that's Tito Ortiz1999. And of course, on Twitter, Tito Ortiz, Facebook, Tito Ortiz. Um, you can watch up on some of the stuff that uh, for my training that I'll be finishing off here the last week. You know, we got a hard day tomorrow. Uh, we're sparring. We got a day, hard day today. Uh, mitt work, bag work, just repetition. And then uh, Saturday, mitt work, uh, Sunday, weight cut. Rest of the week, weight cut. Make 185, then knock on Anderson Silva. And that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you to my guests. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at A-T-E underscore podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow my personal channels, it's at C-U-R-R-A-N-B-H-A-T-I-A. 
on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan Bhatia at on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to email the show, it's asktheexpertspod at gmail.com. I am Karan Bhatia, and this was Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Karan Bhatia.